Welcome back to the Brooklyn Poets Yopcast for August 9th, 2021. Featuring poet Joanna Furman leading our workshop and kicking off the open mic. I am your host and MC once again, Jason Koo. The Brooklyn Poets Yop is a monthly poetry workshop and open mic formerly held at 61 Local in Cobble Hill during pandemic times, which are annoyingly ongoing, we have been hosting the Yop virtually via Zoom. This month's open mic lineup featured Stella Lee, Cassidy Gabriel, Will Kiever, Arthur Russell, Jahan Sanai Worthy, Tawanda Mulalu, Todd Friedman, Seth Leeper, Blake Z. Rong, Yana Kane, Harvey Sauce, Bridget Duffy, Avra Wing, Sharon DeYoung, Danielle Gasparo, Frank Rubino, Jessica Yao, C.R. Glasgow, Allison Granucci, Kyle Brosnahan, and last but not least, our own staff member, Tadika Chandran. So let's get right to the action, the Brooklyn Poets Yop open mic for August. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back to the open mic portion of the YOP for August 2021. Uh, I have been converting people to panelists uh, during our break. Uh, I don't know if you have to accept these invitations. Uh, there's a few of you that I've tried to promote several times, and for some reason, you're still not being promoted. I don't know why. Um, so if, if you're, I don't know, maybe you're taking a break. But... Uh, Hopefully, uh, you'll see my invitation to do that and to kindly accept my attempt to manifest you into a video existence. Uh, but uh, we are excited to uh, hear some poems tonight. Uh, again, if uh, you're just joining us uh, and you don't know who I am, I am Jason Koo. Uh, I'll be emceeing the open mic tonight, uh, as usual. Uh, a few announcements before we begin. Uh, again, like I said, just before the break, uh, if you are a veteran yawper and know you need to sign up early for the open mic, I ask that you please wait to sign up for the September open mic until after 8.30, uh, preferably wait until 9 because uh, our indefatigable web manager, Emily Blair, has been traveling all day and needs a little bit of time to set that up. Again, you can try to sign up, but it's, it's going to be a worthless sign up because you won't be able to complete your registration <laughs> because the tickets have not been set up yet on Eventbrite, uh, but uh, that's a general, uh, also an announcement for everyone, in case you haven't read for the open mic before, the open mic lineup does fill really quickly. Uh, we had, for whatever reason, a ton of people drop out of the open mic lineup tonight, which is why uh, uh, we have a good fortune of hearing from a lot of newcomers tonight, uh, but the lineup usually fills within a, uh, a half a night, <laughs> like fills up within like a couple of hours. Uh, but um, a bunch of people who bought tickets, uh, didn't show up tonight. I would say about 25 to 30 people. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, maybe they all had found something to do on August 9th. Maybe there's a party happening somewhere uh, in Brooklyn or elsewhere, uh, but it's uh, the luck of the people that were on the wait list. So uh, I'm kind of rambling now, but uh, if you do want to read for the open mic and you haven't done so before, it is generally a good rule to sign up as early as possible. Just tonight, wait until after 8.30. 
Um, a couple of other uh, ground rules for the open mic. Every poet reads uh, one poem of three minutes max, except for a featured reader. Our workshop leader uh, tonight, Joanna Furman, uh, gets to read for up to four minutes. <laughs> gets an additional minute if they, if they like. I uh, can read more than one poem. Uh, we record every open mic as a podcast that we call the Yopcast. You can subscribe to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever podcasting service you're using. And we'd love it if you would do that and rate us five stars. It helps more people find the open mic and most importantly, find the work of the poets reading for the open mic. If you don't want to be in the recording, you don't have to be, just email me coup at brokenpoets.org or send me a private message in the chat um, and I can take you off. Better to email me because uh, I may forget if you send me a message in the chat, whereas the emails are uh, more permanent. Um, again, if you could take some charming selfies, preferably with pets in the background, that would be great. Send them to coup at brokenpoets.org or just share them on Instagram. Tag us at brokenpoets. That'd be great because uh, the screenshots get really boring and uh, you, you'll, you're going to look better in your selfies, I guarantee you, than in the screenshots. I try to take several screenshots, but screenshots, no one looks good in a screenshot, really. I think we all understand this uh, at this point in human history. Um, and last announcement, last but not least, we vote on Poem of the Month at every Yop open mic. And the 12 winners of Poem of the Month over the course of the year face off for Poem of the Year honors at our December awards gala which we are hoping will be in person, but we will see. Uh, if you're not vaccinated yet, I highly recommend you take that step and get vaccinated. Uh, not only does it help yourself, I believe, it tends to help humanity and uh, prevent the spread of not only the Delta variant, but possible other variants coming down the pipeline. Please help us out, get vaccinated, uh, and then maybe we can have this awards gala in person and hear all the poem of the year finalists in person rather than on Zoom. I would really rather not do one of these again on Zoom. Um, but uh, to vote for Poem of the Month, you will text me at 718-374-1953. Please wait until the end of the open mic to vote. Vote once, just give me the poet's name and that is enough. We'll be going over all of the readers. At, <laughs> yes, like American Idol. We'll be going over, the, all, over all the readers' names at the end of the open mic. Okay, great. That is enough announcements. Let's begin. I'm going to turn it over to Joanna Furman and get the screen share going. Give it up again digitally for the one and only Joanna Furman. Okay, cool. Oh, I guess you don't, maybe scroll it down so I don't see my bio. <laughs> okay, that's good. I didn't remember what poems I put in here, so I uh, have to actually read it from the screen, um, but they're all from this book, so <laughs> okay. I could read it from the, I'll just read it from the screen. <laughs> Ode to Unhappiness. Um, it starts with a quote from David Shapiro. Ordinary unhappiness is a long poem. Thank you, ordinary unhappiness for the beep of the smoke alarm when the battery dies, the cloud of spoiled milk ruining beautiful bitter coffee. Thank you for the ash colored grout that will never get clean for the smell of garbage we are too tired to haul down the stairs. Thank you for the luxury of that sliver of luck, the ability to turn off the cell on the television, to recycle the newspaper with a headline about toddlers and cages. Thank you for the fluke of the far away, for the dream about clear wild deer walking through closed city windows. 
Thank you for late afternoon boredom, for ripped leggings and unaired sitcom pilots, for songs too remote to be required to hear. Thank you for the rustle of swinging car parts and inside out violins, and for the warmth of your orange cat-like body snuggling quietly between us, the ghost mouse of a future weirder sadness wriggling slowly in your closed jaw. Oh yeah, so okay. So um, probably you know that there's like a famous Frank O'Hara poem, um, which is like lines from fortune cookies. Um, so then I just decided I'd write my own from uh, lines from Brooklyn fortune cookies. You will get good advice from your super's grandson's niece. Stoop sail your way to enlightenment or at least $2 dance goes. All museums resemble your best friend from kindergarten who taught you how to cross out your name. That beard makes you look like Walt Whitman, but only if you whistle on the ferry at dusk. If you give your subway seat to the pregnant woman in hooker heels, you should feel less guilty about taking the last tea bag in the office lounge. Eavesdrop with prowess and you will be rewarded in Facebook likes. This state of God resides either inside the everything bagel hole or between the snowflake crystals that fell on your nose when you first kissed your future wife. The mouse in the wall wishes you would buy organic. You will discover that star anise is the most underused treasure in the spice cabinet. Before the bus arrives, call your mother. Before the apocalypse comes, make friends with the owner of the local diner. Eat more grandma slices, drink fewer papaya drinks. You will read a book about the failure of democracy on a subway car surrounded by strangers who moved here from other countries and states. Avoid mansplainers, manspreaders, manhaters, man buns, mandates, and mayonnaise. Don't name your dog Frank O'Hara if you've only read lunch poems. You were a good explainer, but a better echo. The future is un... You will fall in love with a woman in a hijab watching a YouTube video on how to braid hair. The shade of black suits you. Say goodbye to your local bakery, laundromat, hippie food cafe, and shoe repair. You should get a PhD in complaining. If you hadn't dropped out of Hebrew school, you might have married an Israeli. Your insults sound better in French. To become a great artist, become a better gossip. By the time you finish eating this cookie, your block will be 37% more gentrified. You will miss the Coney Island fireworks, but enjoy the descriptions online. Oh, that's it for me. <laughs> okay, thanks very much, Joanna. Uh, those are vintage Joanna Furman poems. Uh, they always have humor, insight, great observation profundity, some emotion. Uh, 
and uh, very aware of the poetic tradition. Uh, I love that a little homage to Michael Hara. Uh, There's some long fortunes though. They'd have to be either bigger fortune cookies or like wound up <laughs> paper inside the cookie. That would be funny though, if you broke open a cookie and there was like a, just like a huge roll of paper in there. <laughs> Not that long. Like unrolling it. <laughs> there was that one that was kind of long, but I mean, I like that. The they were long. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I write really long poems. I would love to get fortunes this long. Cause like when what they're short, fun? I'm just like, really? Is that all you got to say? <laughs> it's just like, you will be happy today or something. I'm like, is that a, that's not a fucking fortune. <laughs> like, like, here are your lottery numbers. As if I play the lottery. Um, show of hands, all the people that are panelists on screen. How many of you play the lottery? Because I know there's like, there's a lot of people that play the lottery. I mean, I drink a lot of beer. So every time I go to the convenience store to get beer, like there's always someone in there buying lottery tickets. Like, am I right? <laughs> like, especially in New York, there's always at least like two or three people, it seems like. And uh, I just wonder how many tickets they've, they've bought and how little money they've won. Uh, anyway, we're on to uh, the open mic proper, our first reader tonight. Uh, uh, I feel like, Stella, you always sign up first, which is great, because then you read first or second, and, and your poems are fire, so it really gets the open mic lineup off to a great start. Uh, Stella Lee, everyone. Thank you so much. All right. There should flower on my skin, aroma of beauty, rolled in sweat and bodily oils, bouquets that flow in the wake of my gate. Flowers fill the air with gardens breathing. Flowers soften rough grounds, hard floors, had my souls from the beating, broken pieces, promises to hold in my chest, petals, to muffle fingertips from scratches. I tear my skin to find tender places, lay pistols along my veins, fill my hair with pollen, take this love-wrapped fragrance to mask lost promises, hide my pride at the tip of stigmas, Wait for bees to dust it, clean with their feet. Bring new memories from fields and bushes, far from how I hold myself broken. From the stem, these sepals empty. My body's weight, crushed filaments, taint. I hold myself with gosmer petals. Translucent with light and memory, unfurled like buds in spring. Thank you. All right. Uh, a beautiful poem, as usual, by Stella Lee. I love this form you're working with here. Uh, invokes a lot of silence on the page. Um, have you written a poem like this before with those little, little um, intralinear lacunae? I have been working with space in my lines because I feel like it helps with um, some of the phrasing and the imagery. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, well said and well done. Uh, and nice, uh, is that a virtual plant in the background or a real plant? It's a virtual plant. 
Our next reader uh, is, I feel like uh, lately Stella and Cassie have just been like going back to back and start these open mics, which has been, which has been really great. It's like, you're like the three and four hitter. Well, it doesn't make sense. You're, you're like the one and two hitters in a baseball lineup. If you were the three and four hitters, you would have been third and fourth in the lineup. Anyway, a lot of you probably don't even watch baseball. Uh, Cassidy Gabriel, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, Jason. How are you? I'm good. Uh, all right, go for it. Thank you. In the beginning, a man and a woman walk in the light of a freshly birthed moon and nothing is wrong. The sky's jaw hangs open and its disorder is blinding. The woman wears a belt buckle as loud as their silence. The man is the arbiter of silence and the woman gets the worst of him. The woman holds July's heady heat thick in her chest like religion. The man blooms with laughter and the sinew in his shining face breaks what the woman thinks is her heart. To compensate for this, the woman does long division across her thighs. He is the quotient. At the cock's crow, the man tells the woman his name and they meet again for the first time. The man tells the woman that he will know her forever, that she is the evasion of time. This, the woman supposes, is something one says to a person whom they wish to steal as opposed to hold. The man believes this because he has watched bright things lose their feet in his grasp, has taken their air. The man who is beautiful is always himself. He is, the woman thinks, the Volta in a too long sonnet. He draws a quiet bath and scatters logic across the warm water's seal. The woman is a verb masculine, but everybody says that she is very pretty. The man is a gulf with no name and he regrets this. The woman is a body inside of a body, which is to say that her sternum holds bargains and sorrow. She sets a table at the level of God's eye and sits down alone, dislodging a rib from her chest, wondering after whom the effigy should take form. Thank you, everyone. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um... Well, Cassidy, did you win Poem of the Month this year or last year? I can't remember. It was this year, right? It was this year. Yes. Yeah. My so, first year. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. It's a great poem. Definitely a, <laughs> a worthy contender for Poem of the Month. Uh, I was just saying that, asking because uh, y'all can vote for You can't win twice in one year, but uh, it's a pretty damn great poem. <laughs> uh, Stella, did you win this, this year too or did you win last year? I won last year in November, but okay. not this year. <laughs> Stella is eligible. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, a great one-two punch to start the open mic tonight. I uh, love these. Uh, I don't know why Will Kiever's name is. <laughs> why does the PDF do this? Uh, Will Kiever, a Yop debut tonight. I apologize that your name, for some reason, is at the end of the previous page, but I assure you it was not like that in the Word document that we put together. So blame this on Adobe Acrobat, which costs a lot of money to subscribe to every month. Uh, Will, glad you're joining us tonight uh, for your Yop debut. How you doing? Are you with us? Yeah, great. Thank, okay. you, for, uh, thank you for having me. I, uh, I understand the Adobe uh, expensiveness every year i uh, am every month so tax all right uh go for it all right this is uh, a memory sewn into the land heavy clouds sat over the lasalle mountains across the valley we laid on the red rock bare-chested soaking up the dry desert heat 
In a few hours, those clouds and their cargo would be overhead, washing away the sandstone from our pores. Like the desert spring, our young minds changed quick, caught up in chasing wild horses, galloping hard and fast, racing up shaky screes, digging up sage roots, listening to coyote calls. We holler at an empty blue sky. Then the wind kicked up, and in those wavy brown locks and starry freckles, I lost all calibration. I believe that is where the schism started. Eventually, our eyes got watery from the campfire smoke. I don't know who blinked first or why we thought it mattered. After wiping away the tears, you went north and I went east. Some nights, I almost regret the divergence, but no, I'm an ephemeral fool. Another ragged coyote, a rambling brook, forgetting that the rivers between us only swell and the cactus blossoms only bloom in memory, when in reality, it was a cold, hard rain. I'm a slow learner, but I'm getting the hang of seeing nostalgia as a tool for the blind. Okay, fantastic stuff, Will. Uh, I love the the desolation in this. It's just like a, it almost seems like a western, like one of those dark westerns. Uh, I don't know if you were going for that effect at all, but uh, uh, I love that effect. Uh, I'm an ephemeral fool. Okay, uh, Will Kiever. Uh, for those of you that don't know Will, uh, Sarah Weck uh, dropped out of the lineup. So we're going to be scrolling past this really interesting looking poem. Kind of want to read it now. <laughs> uh, our next reader is Arthur Russell, who's no stranger to all of you. Arthur Russell, how you living? You were playing guitar earlier on mute during the break I saw. I'm unmuted now. Yeah, because I set this poem to music, so I'm going to play this song. Oh, okay. So you were music. practicing. What a treat. Go for it. from Syracuse one time. She had long fingers and she smoked long cigarettes. A central New York gal didn't think her feelings were my business. I gotta start again. I had a gal from Syracuse one time. She had long fingers and she smoked long cigarettes. A central New York gal didn't think her feelings was my business about cheating on her husband or whatever else between us. She was a poet or a scholar, maybe both. I had a poem she wrote for me, responding to a poem I wrote for her based on the cantos of Ezra Pound. How are you gonna not like that? My poem went beyond me as the moon is in the dip. Was went beyond me like the transient things are. That being in her, being in me, could fill the universe. And she liked me for about as long as she could. Like you would a shrub that you planted on the walkway to your house. Till one day it didn't feel right, so you ripped it out and left it on the curb for trash. She was a central New York gal from Syracuse. She 
you had a level of toleration both towards herself and towards me for as long as it lasted. I had to make sure there wasn't more. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a solo and then there's a, a <laughs> yeah. the drums come in. But I was no. dreading the acoustic guitar solo, so I'm glad that wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in there. <laughs> so what was the inspiration for, did you purposely set this to music or was that something that happened? Yeah, after? actually the chord changes are an old Charlie Parker tune called Confirmation. <laughs> I love that song. And it's one of my favorite Charlie Parker songs. I decided to write lyrics for a Charlie Parker song. <laughs> so Charlie Parker's confirmation became Arthur Russell's Syracuse gal. Yeah. I must say. <laughs> um, okay. Be in me as the moon is in the dish. <laughs> uh, send me that poem, Arthur, if that's if that's a real poem. That is it's my real poem. Yeah. yeah. Um I think you have it as you're looking at it. <laughs> but I'll send it to you again, Jason. Thank you for listening. No, no, I mean this this other poem, the poem that you wrote for the- Oh, that poem. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a terrible poem, I must say, but it makes yeah. me want to read it. I think I pulled out the, <laughs> the, one, the one anyway. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Tough act to follow, but uh, you don't need an acoustic guitar to read at the open mic. <laughs> uh, in fact, I don't know how many of you know, probably none of you know this. Uh, if, Rick, if Ricky Hernandez were here, he would know because he was at the first one. But uh, in the early days of the open mic, uh, we, we made clear that we only wanted poets, poets only <laughs> at this open mic because I've been to too many open mics with bad uh, white male acoustic guitar singers. So I wanted to make sure none of those fuckers showed up <laughs> at our open mic. But here's Arthur Russell, one of the longest standing yappers, probably yapping with us for the longest amount of time. And uh, he has somehow managed to bring an acoustic guitar into the open mic lineup, but uh, I think it worked well. Uh, on to our next reader, Johansson I Worthy. Uh, read, I think for the first time last month uh, and was a big hit. Uh, so uh, let's turn it over to Johan. This is Spark. Lying in a field of jasmine, wind moving smoothly up my legs through my blue cotton sundress on top of my stomach, around my face and hands. I feel as though I am securely wrapped in the warmth and softness of cashmere, my comfort interrupted only by harsh queries of you. Will we lose our spark? If not this moment, then when? Trees surround the jasmine field. My eyes settle on a black ash tree almost as out of place as I am. Should I carve our names into its wood, a testament to our love, or is it just a testament to my love for you? Staring at the sunset, another brush of wind runs over top my body, a loving hug from the universe. The world is beautiful, it says. It is, I reply. Up from the ground, jumping, dancing, skipping, laughing, barefoot in the summer breeze, the grass luxurious underneath my feet, the world is beautiful, I shout. Jumping, dancing, skipping, laughing, barefoot in the summer breeze, my toes grasping the grass as I leap, twirling, stopping, hands raised to the sky, a slow inhale of sweet lilac. Will we lose our spark? If not this minute, then when? 
We are as different as the black ash tree and mahogany. I can see your smile now when she walks into our lives. My blue sundress sweeps to the side as more wind brushes against me, this time pushing me out of place. Life is beautiful, the universe says. It is, I reply. Jumping, dancing, skipping, laughing, barefoot in the summer breeze, spinning, 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 falling to the ground, back in a field of jasmine. The moon rises above while wind ushers another rushes amber to my nose. For a moment, I am calm before visions of her arrive. Big emerald eyes, slim hips, believer in all you believe, lover of all you love. She and I are as different as the black ash tree and mahogany. Was I ever what you wanted? When will, we, when will we lose our spark? If not this hour, then when? I will count the rings on a tree stump instead, if only we would last as long. Darkness sets in around me. The moon is fully ascended in the sky. I close my eyes as the wind still warm hugs me from behind. Will we lose our spark? If not this week, if not this month, if not this year, then when? The stars glisten, I turn over to my side. The grass is in my face, lying there like a baby in my mother's womb. I wonder if he wonders where I've been. Ow, a rock cuts my right foot as I try to get up. Back down on the ground I go, back in the field of jasmine. When, where did the wind go? When will we lose our spark? If not this moment, then when? Okay, thanks very much, Jahan. Um, it's funny, it seems like a cheerful poem in some ways, but it's very sad. The mantra of that question, when will we lose our spark? Uh, such is life. C'est la vie, as they say in France. Not that I heard that once while I was there, but uh, I feel like Joe Blair, who's been in France more often than me, right? Do people ever say c'est la vie? When will we lose our spark? I feel like we need to say that in French. How would we say what in French? <laughs> <laughs> all I heard, all I heard was when will we I, lose our spark? <laughs> why we lose our spark? I'm not sure. Saying, How you would like it. a say la vie kind of thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm probably not making any sense. Okay, well, uh, my uh, admin computer is back, so I'm going to stop sharing from this one <laughs> and uh, share from the other computer again because it is better that way. We don't want to end the meeting for all. Okay, <laughs> great. Our next reader is uh, uh, a wonderful poet from our mentorship program. I believe this is the first time he's reading for the YAWP open mic. Is that correct, Juan? Yeah, I'm very excited. By the way, can you hear me? Yes. All right. And uh, we have now met in the flesh because you were at the basic reading. That was great. It was an awesome time. reading, yeah. like thoroughly life-changing. Um, <laughs> before I begin, just a quick note on the form of the poem. It's supposed to be just one block of text. Um, the, those spaces, uh, it always happens of Microsoft Word and whatever. But, you know, we can pretend. Maybe it'll be fun uh, to read it like those spaces are real. Um, all right. Elegy. I have bitten down on the chameleon in my throat. He burst into a single color, predictably that lacerated into what white people have since called sincere and quite pained. And black people continued with their day 
never having needed to pretend rainbows to sing. I am flooded with other people's selves, their quiet traumas, their various walking speeds across the river. I have seen someone walk on water, nor could I blame my father for an event horizon he just happened to have ejaculated me into. Nor could I blame my mother for then having characterized me as ungrateful for the invitation to this party. 90s kids be like, by the time we showed up, all the alcohol was gone. They drowned. My turn-ons include watching capital explode into non-imagination. Initially, my personal finances, yes. And now, gross domestic products, the ozone layer, democracies. It's been a good season these few years. Whereas for those without a sense of humor, the idea of skeletons pole dancing is not appealing. Whereas for those with a sense of humor, the reality of systematic death is also not appealing. Whereas I do not know upon which ground I stand, but it looks a little parched. We return to the subject of my throat with the additional question of my ownership. If I pay my taxes, do I belong to myself or do I? You have not attempted to wave away original sin with social contract theory. I mean, all genders get along as someone else suffers for peace, says every human arrangement of tar, toil, and torture. It's a pretty skyline. In a plane that thunders towards another human arrangement, they stuff me in economy. There is always someone who works harder than me. There is always someone who is more of a morning person. There is always someone else who isn't as pretty as you. Thank you, everybody. Okay, brilliant stuff. Uh, no surprise to me. And uh, Arthur and anyone else from the mentorship program that's here tonight. Uh, is this from your forthcoming new book, Tawanda? Um, yeah, it is from the new the new book coming out. Yeah. Um, the chapbook will come out in December, y'all. So I will aggressively post it on my Twitter. Uh, will will it feel... come out from uh, Princeton University Press by any chance, Tawanda? <laughs> All right. Okay. So the the chapbook is is December, and that's a new Delta review. The full length is next year with Princeton yeah, University God, so many Press. books, you know, so many books to keep track of. Oh God, uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm scared, but I'm really glad people will actually listen to all my sad, sad boy shit. <laughs> but thank you everybody. Okay, thank you Tawana, uh, wonderful work. Keep coming back to the Ark. it's great to hear your voice uh, and hear your poems, obviously, not just hear your voice. <laughs> Um, our next reader hails from Sunset Park, uh, great poet, friend to man and animals, I don't know, kind of plants, <laughs> just making stuff up now. Todd Friedman, how you living? All right, I was just up in your neck of the woods at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare, oh, really? Shakespeare Festival in Garrison. Oh, it's sure. re really fun to go to a play there under the tent. Is that over now? Did I miss it? Well, no, I'm they're friends. playing the Tempest right now. Oh shit! And and you you can I had no idea. 
<laughs> you picnic out on the lawn and look at the Hudson River, and then you go into yeah. the play. Oh, it's, I'm going to look into really this. beautiful. Okay. Great. Nice. All right. Go for it. Okay. This is called Looking for Poems After Stanley Kunitz. My daughter, do you remember when you were three? when we went out to gather poems together in the pouring rain. While you splashed in the puddles, I told you we could find poems if we just stood still, which you did for a while. Later, on a windy day when the leaves were being blown all over, a poem did come to you, which you wrote in your head. Maybe the leaves are dancing. Maybe the leaves are listening to music. When you were a baby, I used to whirl you in my arms from my head down to my knees, zooming around and around like a revved up wonder wheel. And you would smile the whole way through. Maybe that's why you grew up to like amusement parks. I always took off a week in the summer to be with my pumpkin. When you were 10 and 11, we waited hours to see the plays in Central Park, playing Monopoly and picnicking on the line, even seeing hair, which I admit, was a bit risque, especially with front row seats, but you considered these plays our thing. But in high school, you said I was MIA, even though I was here at home. Yes, I was always working, and with teachers constantly calling about your brother, I was ever on alert with him. Do you remember when I fed him his first bottle and you sat down next to us to say, he was my daddy first. Oh, the old rivalry. But you do have a claim, and it doesn't expire. When you left for college in California to be with your boyfriend, the distance was more than miles and time zones, and you almost never called except to ask for things. But when you and all the other graduates marched among us before commencement, and we crowded on both sides to see you, my face was a steady stream. Now that I'm retired, you tell me you want me to be more like Jimmy Buffett, always in flip-flops and nibbling on sponge cake. You know that Jimmy owns an empire, but I get it. You want me to bend the way that tall ash in the backyard does. I'll start by throwing out an idea. I know you're married and all grown up now, but what do you say you and I go out looking for poems? We can't always find them, but they have a way of finding us if we just stand still. That was so beautiful. It's one of your best poems, I feel. Thank you. Uh, very funny, but uh, very touching. I don't have a daughter, uh, but... I feel as if I do now. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the part about the sibling rivalry is great. It reminds me of my, I mean, this is the closest I have to kids right now, my two cats. Every time I pick up my cat, Frankie, Joe knows this because she's taking care of my cats. If I pick up my uh, boy cat, Ella, my girl cat, immediately cries. <laughs> immediately. Even if I just make little affectionate noises in Frankie's direction, she cries. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was my daddy first. <laughs> it's a great quote in human history. Also, uh, I don't think anyone needs to be more like Jimmy Buffett, so just tell your daughter that. 
<laughs> I think we're, we're all in agreement here about that. Uh, does anyone go to Margaritaville? <laughs> My brother lives in Margaritaville. He actually owns a place called Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett. All right. Well, good for him. <laughs> I would rather go out looking for poems. Uh, okay. Thanks very much, Todd. Our next reader tonight, the one and only Seth Leeper. Uh, uh, Seth, how you doing? It occurs yeah. to me, your, your name is a great name to say in that really like slow movie promo voice. Seth Leeper. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> That's awesome, thanks. Um, if you take the first initial of the last name, you know what you spell, so yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm just gonna hop into it. This is actually from um, a book. Well, the book I'm working on right now um, about my dad in space. So here we go. Dream of reunion. In this one, I am a bird of fire shooting straight at the scatterplot sky with its dancing pinks and purples and neons all pulsing to a surreal EDM beat. But I am not long for this world because soon I am beyond light and description and I am floating in this familiar black emptiness which is now behind what's behind. And wouldn't you know, my father is here to give me a pep talk while he examines some loose fray in the fabric of existence. And he echoes the sound waves I just escaped and he echoes the voices in my head and he echoes my bottle of Cabernet. And with each spoken word, the space between us diminishes, but we have abruptly begun to expand like balloons. And his voice is helium and my voice is smoke. And we are singing a black hole into a whirling fan. And it sucks up our love and it sucks up our mass and it sucks up our voices. And it spits us out onto the landing between the top of the stairs and the closing of the door. And that house that housed a family with a mom and a dad and a sister and a little boy who fell asleep at the top of the stairs and didn't wake up till morning. All right, fantastic poem, Seth. I feel like this is one of your best thank poems you. too. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like amazing energy and, and uh, acceleration, I would say in this poem. I like, uh, did you write this as a prose poem or are these just really long lines? Wrote it as like a, a prose poem. Yeah. It's a, I guess it's different yeah. from most of what I've kind of, yeah. Well, it has the same a lot. speed as those other ones in Shorelines, but I, I like how this moves on the page. Uh, echoes my bottle of Cabernet. That's <laughs> a great line. Uh, I spent some time in Bourgogne while I was in France. That was fun. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> Is that like where the Cabernet grapes are grown? <laughs> no, it's Pinot Noir country. Oh, uh, nice. But, okay. uh, yeah. The thing is, it's not like it's not like America, you know. Like the French, the great wine owners, they they don't like promote their wine. They don't they don't let anyone in. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if you want to taste the really good stuff, you you literally can't. Uh, like you just you can just like go go to the winery and like the gates are closed. And even if you got in, you would like they're not going to share the Grand Cru wines with you because those wines, a lot of them cost. Some of them cost like five <laughs> figures. Yeah, <laughs> like, I believe some, it. Some of them are auctioned for like half a million dollars. Uh, no joke. Uh, so like they're they're not going to be sharing like little tastings <laughs> with Americans. <laughs> Uh, or probably anybody, but definitely not with Americans. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, it was a good time nonetheless. <laughs> Our next poet is one of America's finest Asian American poets. <laughs> just say that because uh, I'm Asian American myself. It's true. Uh, he's, a, he's a great American poet, uh, but uh, has a new book out, a debut collection that he has been uh, hustling to promote. Uh, also a, wa- uh, not a wine connoisseur, a watch connoisseur. Oh, both have been drinking wine tonight, so. And a wine connoisseur. <laughs> uh, Blake C. Rong, how you doing? I'm doing great, yeah. Um, it's a great to be back, and yeah, my book comes out August twenty eighth. So, I'll drop a link in the chat later. But yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go for it. This is Fallen Cosmonaut, and if you ever want to go down a Wikipedia wormhole, you can look up Vladimir Komarov on Wikipedia. It's a part of a five part poem. I'm just going to read the first part. Catch me with a bullet between my teeth. I'm magic, swerving on a sidewalk like, like it's a Puerto Rican Day Parade. Like I'm swinging a pocket watch from a gold chain from my snakeskin belt. Listen, baby, I'm Superfly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navron, a bad moto goozy, a bat's crystal wing that's gone, long gone before that cris- crimson morning comes. Listen, baby, I'm on that death trip like Iggy Pop, sold out at the Pontiac Silverdome with my name up in lights. 10 meters up, now 100, now 1,000, now 223,000 meters past the carman line until I ain't got the weight on my chest no more i got scars on my fingertips that point to where the treasure lies i got the keys to the city the keys to the kingdom i'm the reason why they changed all the locks i'm the reason you gasp with your body hole i'm a snake a desert rat crawling the dry and dusty cracks to come back to you with my own blood in my mouth i'll stab my fingers and i'll break your heart i will be returning with blood on the blade okay Great stuff. Great voice in this poem. I will be returning with blood on the blade. Uh, well, it's a five-part poem, huh? <laughs> it intrigues me about the other four parts. And uh, yeah, I don't know who Vladimir Komarov is. So He's a Soviet astronaut, so. Yeah, well, that part I understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go down this Wikipedia wormhole. Um, all right. I was I was on a Wikipedia wormhole this morning. How many how many of you have seen that? It's a film called Driveways it's by Andrew Ahn, another great Asian American male. <laughs> uh, anyone seen that film? Blake, have you seen that film? No. Uh, I recommend it. I watched it on the plane back from France. One of four films I watched in their entirety back to back because I cannot sleep on planes. All of them were great. Quiet Place 2, fucking amazing, just like the first one. Uh, City of Lies, a film about uh, Biggie's murder, which is still unsolved <laughs> for uh, reasons of police corruption, apparently. Uh, Johnny Depp's in that movie, along with uh, Forrest Whitaker, who's always good. Uh, Johnny Depp's looking a little worse for wear, but uh, that's fine. And what was the other film I watched? French Exit, which I had to watch as I was exiting France. It's a, if you're a Michelle Pfeiffer fan, I highly recommend that film. She plays a, an aging, wealthy white woman who's lost all her money and moves to France to live a still privileged <clears throat> life in the apartment of her friend, <laughs> rent-free in France. And she just gives away all her money and uh, is just waiting to die. And, uh, and then we find out that her cat is actually the ghost of her dead husband. <laughs> just get 
it gets very weird, but somehow it all works. But this film, Driveways, by Andrew Ahn, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful film uh, about this uh, single mother and her her little kid. Uh, they're both Asian, but uh, it's a great Asian American film because it doesn't really get into race. They just they just are, you know. They're just individuals, and uh, that's so rare especially with Asian Americans in films. And I was, I think I cried like five times during this film and I never fucking cry unless it involves sports. So, you know, this film was good. Uh, so yeah, I recommend it. Andrew on driveways. And apparently it's Brian Dennehy's last film. So I went down this Wikipedia wormhole and I found out that Brian Dennehy died a month before this film was released. And he's amazing in this film. Okay. Uh, enough blabber about cinema our next poet is yana kane how you doing yana i am doing oh, fine uh can you hear right. me yes okay we decameron to that and i have uh, a few uh, lines as epigraphs from uh the decameron by boccaccio into the notable city of florence fair over every other of Italy, they came the death-dealing pestilence, forced to dig trenches and to put them in by hundreds. I know not what you purpose to do with your cares. As for my own, I left them within the city gates. Let us become transmuted into words. This is the way to travel to any destination. Here is one. Early Renaissance, springtime, Tuscany, a villa by a stream. The hills that undulate to the horizon glow green gold, the vineyards coming into leaf. The walls and domes of the fair city are just beyond view. Naming, describing, Shapes our live bodies close them in velvet, silk, gleaming brocade. Here and now we are young nobles, the darlings of fate, masters of witty repartee. Let us spend long days amusing one another with delightful tales. Whimsy, romance, heroic deeds, body reverent laughter, every kind of story gets its turn. Even tragedy is welcome. The light of storytelling can be stronger than all the shadows it contains. Yet we will not utter the name of our own stricken city. Give no account of death's surge that fills the gaping trenches in its churchyards, shrouds the names we knew. The time for our own tale has not arrived. Our own fate still lies beyond the power of words. Thank you, Yana, great poem. Uh, I love the Decameron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read it when I was, I think I was 23. It's the first year I lived in New York. I lived in New York for a year after college. And uh, I know everyone was reading, not everyone, but I know a lot of people, it was fashionable to read the Decameron <laughs> during the pandemic last year. And uh, I just had to roll my eyes because I was like, man, I read that book when I was 
I didn't need a pandemic to read that damn book. Yeah. But, as, uh, as, uh, yeah, I used to I used to find that book very amusing and sort of, you know, yeah. <laughs> but somehow I was rereading it and not finding it amusing. Yeah, it became very real. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's a great poem celebrating uh, and inhabiting the, the camera. Okay, thanks very much. Our next reader, not only is a poet, but host the open mic at the Montauk Club. Harvey Sauce, are you unmuted? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You are. yeah, I am. I just need to uh, hang on just one sec. I need to get to uh, a, a considerably zoomed um, version of the poem so I can actually read it. The eyes are going. Uh, Couple of notes, if I may. First of all, as, as Jason just mentioned, I host uh, Artful Dodgers Poetry currently on, uh, uh, on well, virtually. Uh, our next reading is going to be this coming Saturday at four o'clock New York time. Uh, I put in an invitation with uh, a registration, an Eventbrite registration link in the chat. Feel free to, to, to come join us. With respect to the poem, I don't know how many of you are probably too young to recall when the grinder man used to come around uh, and you'd run out and literally he would sharpen everything that uh, was sharpenable in your house. Uh, I haven't seen one in a number of years. A um, couple of words, uh, a chasseur is uh, light infantry, uh, basically armed for uh, rapid movement. Uh, Ultima Thule is that far point you uh, probably never reach, um, highest or farthest. And this is called Grinder Man. We chased the Grinder Man's workshop on wheels, painted a rust red, as, as crowd-pleasing a sight as elephants on Mulberry Street, crossing the Alps, or tumbrils of French aristocrats toddling towards a guillotine, ducks and counts whose prayerfully lowered or defiantly raised heads seem bound for headlessness. We rush to catch him at a light, thinking that will gain us an edge on bullet-pointed lists of wife-sponsored and wife-approved chores, having emptied kitchen drawers upon wifely command of scissors and knives, shouting, stop, please, stop, as if superior grinding could save our lives. Inspired by the audible nearness of his approaching rust bucket, our conjoined hallooing and that of our trailing over enthusiastic spouses sets dogs to baying, restrained as they are by chains and fences. Our hunt perceived by these tail wagging chasseurs as a go fetch game. Certainly a change of pace from bird dogging soft serves looped jingle compelling as a musin's call to prayer, its dog whistle rousing the hunter-gatherer in us. The missus having instructed, don't come back, love, without your prey. Cones or cups double-dipped in rainbow sprinkles. And we obey. Yet not even Mr. Softy jingling us into a coma offers the sort of potluck therapy our grinder man does, his gamuplik counsel having rendered him equally adept 
at softening, cutting remarks our wives have made and repairing blunted blades. Our curbside Freud, our Jung, our friend. We ask ourselves, what will we do when he's gone with no Rolodex replacement to help us maintain our cleverness, our edge, until his truck comes round again, like Magellan circumnavigating the block in search of his Ultima Thule and a few bucks. And what if it breaks down, or he does? I doubt we'll ever find another old world artisan with his knowledge and grit should our knives require further sharpening or our wits. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Harvey. Uh, I did not know about the Grinder Man. So this is interesting. When I first saw the title of your poem, I was imagining the Grinder Man was something very different, uh, which had I mean, me a little worried, but I'm glad. Usually came it usually came in rushed red trucks they would jingle, but not, you know, not as, you know, jarringly as uh, Mr. Softy does. People we, would run out of their house. In, in, we, you know. we had one on East 7th Street between X and Y that came by and worked in Brighton Beach as well. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, the world was so different <laughs> before. The world was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's uh, it's a great, uh, in some ways, like an elegy, but also like a, a tribute or an evocation of this figure in time. Uh, all right, thanks, Harvey. You're welcome. Our next poet is the one and only Bridget Duffy. How's it going, Bridget? Hi, I'm alive. All right, um, go for it. You've got to stop projecting. Don't cry for the dead pigeon that's slowly decomposing in the awning above the deli outside the train. Sure, that's not the memorial you'd wish for yourself, but pigeons pray to pigeon gods for a glorious death, for burial at corner store above six train, that their pigeon descendants might pay their respects by shitting on commuters emerging from below. If there are good ways to go, then there's bad ones too. A pizza sliding out the side of its box and onto the road. A cockroach twitching out its last, alone and worse side up. A half-grown squirrel's overconfident leap. There's rarely time for choosing. You can only hope for your own glory, for a little patch of flowers, for a little slice of sky. Wow, amazing as usual, Bridget. Uh, it's sort of like, has brutal, <laughs> but has this, uh, your usual wit as well. Uh, it's very sonnet-like. Did you write this like a sonnet? Did you have that in mind or? Uh... Just kind of fell out. No, no, yeah. just being. It's close. Weird. It's fifteen lines, I think. Right? It's one of those, like a free verse sonnet. Uh, or it doesn't have to be a sonnet. Sometimes people see a poem in fourteen lines, they're like, "That's a sonnet," <laughs> like, or it's just a poem in fourteen lines. Uh, it doesn't make it good or bad necessarily, but sonnet. But uh, this is very good. Um, Thank okay. You. 
Thanks very much, Bridget. Our next reader is Avra Wing. How are you doing, Avra? I'm good. How are you? It's good to hear you. Uh, you haven't read for the YAP in a, in a while, or have you read for it ever? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, I thought you had before, but it's yeah. been a while, yeah. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot's happened in the world. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's good to have you back. All right, go for it. Okay, Gretel. Brother, we are out on our ears. Mother doesn't want us. Father agrees. Not enough to eat. Poverty pled. Wolf at the door. The same old story. They say we'll look out for each other, though we never have before. Don't they remember when I tried to punch you, propelling my hand through the glass of the door just as you shut it? The time you pushed me off the swing in the playground. They tell us we are, not, we are going to an aunt's house, a likely story. They say it's not far, Bronx to Queens, head east, as if we can tell direction in the cave of the forest. The woods are dark and deep, someone once said, easy to get lost, go astray, case in point, little red. A different story, not really, except she had a basket of goodies and we only this husk of dried bread, tasteless, stale, spit it out, spew the crumbs on the dirt. We can follow them back home, but look, the birds want what we don't. We are not clever. We are prey to everything. Our saddle shoes rustle, the leaves crack each twig. Brother, I'm forgetting who I am. I could be any girl in any story. I forget who you are. What are our names, rag and bone? I can't remember home, except it is cold there, colder than here, and that house ahead of us, you think it is made of gingerbread? You think there's warmth inside? No person lives in a house of sweets. No, it is made of death, brown and dry like the earth, like our parents' hearts. I know you are hungry, but whoever you are, don't take what is not yours. The fable of forbidden fruit never ends well. Every story, the same story aunt or witch, another bad mother in a long line of them. And she is hungry too. <laughs> okay, rock and palm. Hope you can see the reactions of everyone in the chat. Uh, great persona poem. Hansel and Gretel, it's been a long time. Yep. I thought about them. <laughs> I thought that's a great poem. Uh, presumably in the voice of Gretel, unless I'm completely mistaken. Sorry, my cat is. Is that is that true, Alvar? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, those. Uh, it's a Grimm's fairy tale, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like one of those. <laughs> I was saying that uh, it was a Bridges poem that has this like brutal side to it but yeah those tales are, are brutal but uh fascinating um as is this poem Thank so thanks very much Avril. our next poet tonight is sharon de young hi am i too loud 
No, it's great. Okay. Island Ferry. Oh, is there a delay? Is there a delay in your audio? Yes. No. Okay. Island Ferry. A ferry took us there to the hills among the ocean. Your legs long in your habitual mini skirt, bounding to the campsite where we had no water but a bottle of vodka and trail mix. Perfect sustenance to find the hill where your brother's ashes were scattered. But first, you wanted to be in the ocean, naked with the curious seals, twirling our bodies around the kelp, reveling in our skin, free to the shock of the water, your camera confirming the moments, pressed against the ominous water wreck crags, luxuriant witches loosed from the confines of our shorebound caves at low tide. Delirious in the sun, we trekked for what seemed days. I knew the terminus existed, yet couldn't imagine we'd find it. I didn't know then or now why you picked me. I wasn't good at knowing what I had then. Every year on his birthday, you made this pilgrimage. He died at 18. At 18, he told your parents he was ready to go. How you knew it was the hill, I don't know how, but you move with a new assertiveness and there was a cactus and a perfectly preserved goat skull scoured by the sun, white as a windful sail gracing the crest of the peak. I hate to admit I wanted that skull, but it was rightfully yours. You put it in your backpack and the jaws clack their own internal dialogue while we trudged back home. What were you thinking atop that hill? I did not wonder then. Somehow it was the delightful seal that popped out of the water, feet from me, the presage of a goat skull, the ocean frosting, the terrible drop below, the delirium and the sense of oneness with it all. I claimed an epiphany atop that hill where your brother was laid to rest, not yet old enough, still knowing nothing of what was beyond the wildness of the land, all that I could sense. I knew not that others could access what can't be said, 
the goat soliloquy was all I could fathom. I still don't know what it said. The bigger mystery me now, the way loss moved through one who was then a friend. Okay, thank you, Sharon. Beautiful poem. Mysterious and alienated. Uh, yeah, it has a strangeness that I love. Um, the goat skull. It reminds <laughs> me a little bit of that uh, moment in Elizabeth Bishop's poem, Crusoe in England, where Crusoe finds the, the little baby goats. I think I'm remembering that correctly. Anyway. Sorry if my reading was off, but I hear an oh, echo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounded fine to us, I think. Okay. At least, I mean, to me it did. Uh, hopefully that was the case for everyone else. Uh, but uh, after that uh, problem we had with the PDF earlier, <laughs> some people were getting it, some weren't. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, uh, our next poet uh, uh, has finally been promoted to a panelist. Daniel, I was <laughs> trying to I was trying to promote you during the break. But it sounds I, so like I don't know what accomplishy. I, I promoted. I said I tried. To I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We finally figured it out. So, <laughs> I'm chilling. It's so cool. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay. New Perspectives Senior Living. I don't remember her name. I do remember her eyes. Unbridled desperation. Pupils at attention. Mayday. No parachute in sight. Her hobble, slow, scuffed, like how a penguin moves. She smelled like urine. She wore a red sweater. Stained in a few places. The baggy green joy of it meant for a different frame. Where do I go now? I wonder if she was there when we made the music. We're partners in life, love, and song. Oh God, there's so much more to it. They must have all known. Let's go this way. A woman appearing out of nowhere said, with the human tone equivalent of a breeze on a day when it's warm out and you have money. Oops, I'm sorry. It's okay. Hi, I'm Albert. You guys were great. Albert used a walker. Torso hinged forward, downward, head turned hard, upward to the right. Overcooked angel hair, pasta hair. Albert smiled, and though he spoke and sounded as if he did, he could not look directly at us. Albert used to play the trumpet. I've still got it. The trumpet. I mean, I will never forget how he thanked us, one at a time, for playing. As we packed up our stuff, the event coordinator said, the hardest part, a stretcher, commotion, staff members folding up concert chairs, is people leaving so, electric doors swinging open, paramedics, abruptly. A woman in her mid-thirties, hair in braids, pushes the empty stretcher forward with one hand. Her coworker says something apparently funny and grabs a fistful of mints as they pass through the recreation room. The old lady in the big red sweater, who for a while was gone, reappears. Where do I go now? Where do I go now? 
And I know she meant, I have napped, dinner is over, where do I put myself? And I know she meant, what is next? What now? Of soil, of sky, of other eyes. What of child, of lime? What of midnight? What of deer, crickets, chicklets, electric can opener, horses, scissors, rocks, coupons, twinkle, twinkle, winter trees? What of silhouette, of document, decision, ecstasy? The whole time her hand, trembling, twisting the bottom of her sweater as if it was wet and needed wringing like a bath towel that soaked up a sudden leak or a beach towel after a long day at the shore, her hand trembling. Okay, thank you, Danielle. <laughs> so much to like in this poem. Thank you. I love the, the expanse of it. And uh, some of these, the, the, the dialogue, <laughs> I have napped, dinner is over, where do I put myself? <laughs> Those are, uh, in some ways, like the most important question. <laughs> where, where, where do I put myself? Yeah. <laughs> The, the, tr the deepest question of this life experiment, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I think that's this? true. Or where do I go now? It's really just another way of saying that in some ways. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's good to have you back. This was your second time sharing with us, right? Sophomore jams. Yeah, yes. sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in my groove, my groove yeah. on. That was good. Very well done. It's really an honor. You guys, the talent is inspiring and you're great. You're such a sorcerer, I like to say. A sorcerer. Really. You're a sorcerer of soul, Jason. This is all okay. incredible. Thank you. Did you say a sorcerer of soul? Yeah. Because, like, you know, a lot of times like these that. events, well, there's a lot of <laughs> ego in these events, you know, and these. Yeah. Well, I definitely have no ego. <laughs> no, none of us no. do. Anyway, just a, a, a genuine hat tip to that aspect of, of these gatherings. It transmits yeah. online even, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe I should stop the open mic and just keep saying nice things. About it. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'm enjoying this. Uh, all right. Sorcerer of Soul will continue his MCing. Frank Rubino, how's it going? Hey, it's good. <laughs> Right. You know, this poem, I, I'm realizing, kind of answers some of the earlier poems. You'll see, I think. I was tinkering <laughs> with it a little, so there's you a couple the, of the earlier poems that other people read? Yeah, it's weird. Uncanny. Yeah, it's sort of something in the air. I don't know. Kids who are young women, young women who are kids. I smelled corruption and made circles outside the firelight to discover what animal had died under the hydrangea, perhaps. My friend Bobby G has a nose, too. We upset the others by stalking the odor, like what the Karamazov smelled when the monk Zosima died, and everybody in the book expected a miracle instead of his rapid mortal decay. They sat by the fire and talked and drank and got high. When we called off our, our search, I looked up and regretted my daughter's old bedroom window and that she slept on a mattress now on the floor of her mother's one bedroom apartment. Everyone I want so much 
I want to have her again. Earlier, a bird takes off and drops back to the driveway, takes off again and drops again. She can't calculate a flight path to clear the garage door overhang. Finally, she does, and a bit loose-winged, a bit fluttery, she hurries into the holly and shoots up its height with flappy jumps. She still seems frantic, discombobulated as she careens across to the cypress tree, loose-winged still, still fluttery from the highest perch on the giant holly. Now I'm glum, standing by the fire, not talking. I'm not that bird. She's not that bird. And here comes the odor with a very good chance of being that bird. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, I don't know. See what I mean? It's camera. like, wow, we're all like fathers talking about our daughters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the ending of this. Here comes the odor with a very good chance of being that bird. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Uh, thanks, Frank. I love it. Thank you. I love the word discombobulated, always. Um, some words are just more fun than others. Jessica Yao, uh, am I saying your name right, Jessica? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember you from the workshop sharing. You just killed me. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear this poem. This oh. is your uh, first time reading for the open mic, is it not? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. All right, everyone give a warm digital welcome to Jessica Yao. <laughs> uh, it's called Ghost Peppers. I am willing to forget. There is no point in wishing for an alternate reality. Yet I am always hungry. If only I could eat back the words that spilled out like peppers last night, glistening with the oily sheen of meditated resentment. I was almost proud of these blood jewels that I could have yielded them up so easily from the depths of my belly. I did not mean to hurt you, only perhaps to shock you with their bite. I thought myself honest. This is what we'll have to make our stew. They will add flavor, nuance. You thought me a stranger. Why didn't you tell me you were thinking of trying once more? I would have devoured everything myself for you. Last week, I'd wondered, what is the opposite of a ghost? Rather than memories of a past you, your potential presence surrounded me, spectral. A window across East River. It was still a negative space, but a different sort, charged with latent possibility. I'd wanted to call it antimatter, though that was not quite right. I marinated my mind in music, your Spotify playlist I christened Anti-Ghost. Although now I wonder if antimatter would have been more appropriate. Antimatter and matter are nearly identical, except they carry opposing charge and spin. Am I your antimatter? Or are you the antimatter of the memory I have of you? I am no scientist, but they say that the two ought not to meet. If they do, they collapse into pure energy. It is a mutual annihilation. A few days ago, I tried to meet somebody else. He wasn't you. We forked up Jewish barbecue and attempted banter. At one point, we began to talk about awe, and he reminded me that we are seeing illusions of ourselves, that everything solid is mostly empty space, not even air. Compressed, we would be grains of salt. As we are today, we are all dispersed vacuums, bumping in a void. I once chastised you that suffering does not make saints. 
Yet here I am, fetishizing pain, whisking it into some grand epic in order to make some meaning. I mean to write stories, wearing skins beyond my own, yet see how I can write only disjointed lines, immortalizing you. Though I digress, what of the peppers? Heat coughed up despite history. This morning, I awoke bleary with crests in my eyes, glancing to see what remained. Everything red had shriveled up, blackened by my bedside, and I could not remember why they were said. Okay, yeah. great stuff. Uh, I love it. I, lo I love the mutual annihilation. I love where it goes on the second page, <laughs> especially uh, when this, this somebody else is met. Uh, it reminded me that we are seeing illusions of ourselves. Everything solid is mostly empty space. Yes, we are all dispersed vacuums bumping in a void. It's a little sad, uh, but I think probably true if we're being honest. Uh, thank you so much, Jessica. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, and keep coming back, please. Our next poet uh, is another Yop debuter, I believe. Uh, CR, is it Glasgow? Glasgow. Glasgow? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, welcome. Thank you. If we were painters, which landscapes would we paint? Spaciousness, rolled on blue-black canvas, so your mark is always light. Have your palette full, hues of nature as guide and Simon. Risk the stroke without guide of pencil, image, or conjurer of another. This is yours. Stare boldly in its eyes and mimic the lines of its locks. Turn it inside out, etch the veins and arteries. Make bright the shadows. Let the paint find patterns on your face. Allow what arises first to be enough for inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale. Laugh at your reflection and bring that to the canvas. Rinse each experience fully from the brush. Start anew. There's no mistake, no way. Stroke over and over the same spot till it is blue, black, trust you will know when to pause, when to highlight, when to highlight, to highlight, to highlight. Know you can paint across time. If you listen, all our mothers sing on tune, vibrating the brush. Thank you. Okay, beautiful poem. Uh, I love this Edward Dantecott book. Uh, Great poem, great title, uh, great everything, great form. Um, so keep coming back. Should I call you CR or something? I guess. Uh, hope to hear you again. Yeah. <laughs> hope to hear you again for sure. Um, okay, uh, it's been a great open mic as usual. It's gonna be hard to pick poem of the month. And uh, we're getting towards the end. And uh, we're going to hear from Alison Granucci, another uh, Yop debuter, although you've been attending our craft labs lately. I have been. Yeah. I have been. And I somehow I missed the um, 
request to put bio on the poem. So if it's oh, okay, okay, I'll just stick it in the chat. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. okay, great. So um, let me get back to, I'll do this now. And uh, so I've been, I've been writing a, a sequence of poems, all with the uh, same two titles, says the body to the soul and says the soul to the body. So this, this is one um, in that sequence of poems. <clears throat> says the body to the soul. The more like a river I am, the farther I have to fall, to plunge down rocks, roiling up pools, eroding day by day, the banks that contain me. I split myself around broken trees and carry deep in my current many dead things. And never do I flow into your sea. The more like a gale I am, the faster I must whip to topple my city of lights, to blow away the rubble of my house and gust through abandoned alleys of grief. Yet I cannot sigh into your breath. The more like a fire I am, but I am not fire, flame consuming air, flame throwing its light into the dark, flame turning fire into ash. Even so, the brighter I burn to try and be your sister star. The more like a body I am, the harder it is here to hear you. The more like a stone I am still, the more I am like a stone still. And the more still I am, the more I am, or am I still in your sight? Thank you. All right, thanks very much, Allison. Beautiful work. So you're, so it seems like a very Yatesian series you're working on. <laughs> I've been reading this. I've, uh, I've been circling back around to it, but yeah. th this was coming before I remembered Yates, but it's in me. So thank yeah. you. I mean, the thank title you. immediately reminded me of all those. Mm -hmm. like he, he seems to have a lot of those body talking to soul. <laughs> talking to body. I didn't know you retired from Blue Fire Arts. I, just I did. I retired right before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought I would write a poem in my life. So here we are. <laughs> oh, wow. So this is, I didn't realize it was new for you. Totally new. Nine months I've been writing poems. Wow. So, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank and I didn't know you lived in the Hudson Valley either. Yeah, I live in Millbrook. Oh, okay. In Dutchess County, near Rhinebeck. It's near Rhinebeck. So you're close to me. I'm in Beacon. You are? Oh, okay. Yeah. We're both okay. in Duchess. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. <laughs> well, if you ever come to Beacon, let me know. I will. <laughs> All right. Thank you. It's good to be at y'all. Trying to think of it. All, right. okay. All right. Thanks very much, Allison. Uh, all right. We're on to Kyle Brosnahan, uh, former co-winner of the Yacht Poem of the Year. Uh, 
I'm sure no stranger to many of you who've come to the up before. Kyle, how's how's it going? Is Kyle here actually? <laughs> he, he texted in the chat asking if you could be made a panelist. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. I just made him a panelist. <laughs> Oops. Hi. <laughs> I don't know what's you happening. Be joining right now. As you, have to, you don't have to accept. Do you have to accept your invitation to become a panelist? I don't know. I never got an invitation. Because I sent it to everyone like five times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And uh, for some reason, for some people, it wasn't working. Okay, well, mystery solved or or unsolved. <laughs> Good to see everybody. Um, I'm just going to read um, this poem. I wrote a series of poems about my time in Manila and in the Philippines. Um, I was there in 2016 and I wrote a series of poems about him at that time there. This one's called Manila, where Sinferoso prowls the streets in his cab under monsoon skies, breaks his neck falling down flight of stairs, he's adore his knees go out, lays their bedridden decades, praise, praise to God, to Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Santa Anna dies before I get to reintroduce myself to her a third time. Not a child, not a teenager, a poet, playwright, American cigarette addict, college graduate, quit my job at Jimmy John's, fly to the country of my dead grandparents to connect with anything. In the past, the present, the people, my family, my five months basically alone, reading Beckett, Pinter, Annie Baker, writing, crashing, burning through a dozen dead-end plays, sleeping in sweat, waking in sweat, wearing Hawaiian shirts to let the breezes cool my body, smoking 10 cigs a day on the balcony, rolling cold San Miguel cans across my forehead, watching clouds, clouds, dusks, dawns through palms, screech of pigs being slaughtered, lying to my aunt, skipping church, haven't believed since I quit Catholic school, can't stand the dogma, the pedophilia, the idea of hell, walking beside traffic jam to mall, rereading war and peace under a giant fan, writing poems, crossing them out, return to Tita Julie's where dinner is ready, but I don't like the look of it. Too messy, too many banana blossoms, bok choy, eggplant, string beans, too Filipino, make a sandwich with peanut butter my mom sent in a care package, hold the hands of my cousins, his wife, say, Grace and Tagalog, I nod my head, retreat to my room, write to Paul, describe my daily regiment, my dialogues, read, reading, rereading, missing everybody, a play called World Without End about three friends on separate journeys who discover no matter where they go, they bring their depression with them, hit send, drink a Mountain Dew, stream the motorcycle diaries on my laptop, another peanut butter sandwich, kiss Tita Julie on cheek, Mahal Kita, a good night, sig under the starless night, brush my teeth, close my eyes, sweat in the dark, dream of Lola on her bed, praying, praying, holding out her wrinkled hand to me. I place it lightly against my forehead, say monopo. She blesses me in Tagalog, a language I don't understand. Wake up, shaken by Tita Julie, saying it happened. The baby is born. Jeff drives, hospital room, Jasper. His wife, Julie, introduced me to Riley, asked me to 
be her ninong. A month later, I dressed in my best barong, Santa Anna church, where my mother was baptized, and her mother, and hers. Now Riley is in Julie's arms. The priest asked me in Tagalog if I am ready to help shepherd this child through the Catholic faith, a language I don't believe in. Say, oh, oh, like Tita Julie taught me. Holy water pours over Riley's forehead. The congregants, saints, windows, all watching. For a moment, I remember what God feels like. My relations, their friends come home, celebrate the child's salvation on the balcony with pork, rice, ice cream, cake, prayer, karaoke. Okay. I love it. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I love that it, it ends on karaoke. It's perfect. Uh, Manila. Did you like Manila? I would love to go to Manila. It was all right. <laughs> the, the rest of the Philippines is nicer. Oh, really? Uh, have you ever heard of Alex Tizon, by the way? Uh, He's a Filipino-American uh, writer who died a few years back. He has this, uh, this great memoir called Big, uh, I think it's called Big Little Man. Yeah, pretty sure it's called Big Little Man. Either that or Little Big Man. <laughs> pretty sure it's Big Little Man. It's, it's, it's about the struggles of being an Asian American man. But uh, he goes back, he visits uh, the Philippines. And uh, I don't know, something about your, not just the subject, but the tone of your poem reminded me of, of, of his voice a little bit. So I recommend that book. It's a great book. Uh, he's a really good writer. He was a journalist. Uh, and uh, wrote great stories about people, which uh, a lot of us poets, me included, we have a hard time tolerating other people. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I, I particularly admire writers who, who, who write well about other people besides themselves. Uh, our last poet of the evening, uh, one of our bridge editors, staff members, uh, former student of mine from Quinnipiac University, where I unfortunately have to return to work in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, Tarika Chandron, how's it going? Are you ready? Good. I am ready to try. Well, mine's just about like a dream I had. And the last poem was like so intense and everything. Okay. Well, don't downplay your poem. Poem's going to no, be about dreams. No, it's just a draft. <laughs> it's just a draft. It's like one of okay. those like afternoon naps that you wake up from and are super disoriented. It's one of those dreams. It sounds anyway. good to me already. It's called In My Dream of Elephants. I was the muse from my painting, but I was also the artist. And I painted so that the hunter green light would drape the leaves while the herd of elephants walked towards me to the sound of a gentle harp. Unafraid, I am lying on the ground with my arms spread out, making an angel in the dirt. And I feel myself rooted into the earth. I feel secure, not tied down or distraught, patiently waiting to be returned to the place where I'll serve my purpose. I feel the ground beneath me tremble and I watch tiny stones beside me dance. I take a deep breath, a trunk sways, I am pressed deeper into the ground, and the herd continues to walk over my body, each step awaits securing my place. I am home, a new home to the single flower that begins to grow upward from my belly, then another and another, until I am no longer an accidental grave, but a patch of new life. Just a draft. <laughs> no, it is a draft. It's a beautiful poem. But it's not a poem. Uh, I've never read a lot of your poems. I feel like this one works really well. Um, 
I feel like the subject or the theme of it. What was that, Danielle Gasparo? What was that that line from your poem about the uh, finding a place or? Oh, uh, I, dinner is over. I have napped. Where do I put myself? Yeah, where do I put myself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dinner's over. I've napped. That's kind of the subject of this poem. Yeah. <laughs> where do I put myself after I've slept? Uh, yeah. Um, right profound, profound if you think about yeah. it okay uh we are at the end of the open mic i'm excited because i have some general so's chicken coming my way <laughs> i'm not i'm not ashamed to admit at all that i adore general so's chicken even though i know it's not really a supposedly not really a true chinese dish I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back through the open mic lineup and uh, announce all the names. And again, you can vote for poem of the month. I'm going to put the uh, message in the chat again. I have a message. Uh, oh, okay. I have a message from CR, but I think they left already. Anyway, uh, to vote for poem of the month, 718-374-1953. Just text me the poet's name. Uh, we'll, we usually announce this. Uh, Thursday of the week following the yop. Um, so uh, look for that. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, you just heard from Tarika Chandron. Uh, before Tarika was Kyle Brosnahan. Manila. Before Kyle was Alison Granucci, says the body to the soul. Before that was CR Glasgow with uh, If We Were Painters, Which Landscapes Would We Paint? Before CR, we heard from Jessica Yao, Ghost Peppers. Before Jessica was Frank Rubino, Kids Who Are Young Women, YWWAK. I think that's young women who were kids. Before Frank, we heard from Danielle Gasparo, the theme of the night. Uh, before Danielle, we heard from Sharon DeYoung, Island Ferry. Before Sharon, we heard from Avra Wing with Gretel. Before Avra, we heard from Bridget Duffy. You've got to stop projecting. Before Bridget, we heard from Harvey Sauce, Grinder Man. Before Harvey, we heard from Yana Kane, the Decameron 2.0. Before Yana, we heard from Blake Zirong, part one of his five-part poem, Fallen Cosmonaut. Before Blake, we heard from Seth Leeper, yes, Dream of Reunion. Before Seth, we heard from Todd Freeman, beautiful poem for his daughter, Looking for Poems. Before Todd, we heard from Tawanda Malalu, Elegy. Before Tawanda, we heard, I feel like the open mic lineup got longer. <laughs> we heard from Jenna, sorry, Jahan Sinai Worthy, Spark. Uh, when we had the technical difficulties. Before Jahan, we heard from Arthur Russell and his acoustic guitar, a memorable moment, which uh, hopefully will never be repeated again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, before Sarah, or Sarah didn't read. Before uh, Arthur, we heard from Will Kiever. Before Will, we heard from Cassidy Gabriel. And we are back to the beginning. We heard from Stella Lee at the start. Uh, Technically, we heard from Joanna Furman at the start, but uh, Joanna's the feature reader. You can't vote for her. I mean, you can vote for Joanna if you want, but the vote won't count. So don't waste your vote. <laughs> Joanna's a great poet. Uh, looks like you look very tired, Joanna, like you're ready to go. 
<laughs> I'm ready to go too. Sorry to keep you. Uh, again, 718-374-1953. Uh, vote once. <laughs> and uh, we will decide poem of the month uh, based on who has not won yet in this calendar year. Thanks again to Joanna Furman. Uh, let's show our love for her snapping our fingers or, or clapping virtually or just uh, throw your love in the chat. Uh, and uh, Joanna, do you want to say something real quick about your new book? It's called To a New Era. Is that correct? Oh, I, I can put the, I, I can follow Blake and put my thing in the chat. Absolutely. Um, but, Fire away. But the SPD only has one copy left. So <laughs> I don't know. They've been on order for months. I don't know what's going on. Um, but you can buy it from evil Amazon or, oh, you know what, even better there, I'm going to be at the small press fee. I mean, flea, like hanging loose press is going to have a table at grand army plaza and they'll have lots of books on sale. Um, like a lot of old books they'll have on sale for like 10 bucks, including really, really great books. Like some of my favorite books, like Jane Cortez, which you, and, and Paul Violi and like a lot of my favorite poets. I went to the basement to pick out all the books that were taking to the fair. So <laughs> you don't want to miss that. And I'll have a few copies of my book. I'll be there. I think other people will be there in the morning. I'll be there in the afternoon. Wait, when is the fair happening? Uh, Grand Army Plaza uh, oh, on Saturday. Oh, oh, Saturday. oh, Saturday. It's all day. Oh, it's, uh, I can send you that too. Uh, it's sponsored by Bomb. Uh, here it is, Small Press Flea, and lots of good presses are going to be there. Okay. So I'm worried because I'm going to spend too much money. But you know, Bob hey, well, going. We're going to give out some old issues of Hanging Loose. I say we. I'm just a volunteer, yeah. not an editor. So it's nothing is really. That, it sounds up like to you me. Work for I know. I know. <laughs> but uh you know what it, life, because okay. bob hershon my what the publisher died um oh, i feel man. like i need to i mean there are obviously other editors and other publishers in the press but i feel like i want to do a little extra because you know it's just it's just hard yeah yeah hanging loose uh great press great journal that, my second poem ever was published in Hanging Loose. Really? So, yeah. As a high school student or... Wait, did I did I ever put my book in No, that was when I was in my MFA. Did you say oh. as a high school student? Well, because they have a high school I didn't section. I in high school. They have a high school <laughs> section. Wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've oh, known... I wrote poetry in high school. I've known Bob Hershon. I mean, I knew Bob Hershon since I was a high school student a million oh. years ago. Yep. It's You're not all grown up now. You're like a Hanging Loose champion. Oh, um, I didn't know David Rattray personally. Um, I wish I did. I, but I, um, a long time ago, I was trying to write an essay on him, which I never finished. But I have a poem uh, which makes reference to David Rattray. I, Frank, why did you ask that? Um, because I know, I know that he was kind of in that bomb magazine scene a little bit. And I wondered oh, if well. you had some just... Oh, no, no, no. It's just bomb is sponsoring the, the small press fair. Um, I see. I yeah, see. but um, yeah, he was a friend of mine. I I uh, I have a poem about him too. <laughs> yeah, it's not really about him. It's just um, you know, uh, I was trying to write this essay, and then I was researching his unpublished poems or the, the uncollected poems, and then at some point, Eileen Miles sent me a poem that wasn't published anywhere that, of, of David Rattray's, and I and I quoted it in a poem, but um. But I never finished my essay because I'm a bad person. So, <laughs> I don't know. Or I'm just, I'm, you know, I've got, I can write prose now, but 
20 years ago when I was trying to write the essay or whatever, 18 years ago, I was not a very good prose writer. I've gotten better. So I like how I'm not a very good prose writer became I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad that I finished the essay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys, if you haven't read him, you should. No. We're but you should also to... pick up some of the Hanging Loose books. Like you should pick up Bob Hershon's book and Paul Violi's and Jay Cortez. And all right, we're gonna have to wrap. <laughs> but <laughs> go to the Small Press Flea this Saturday. I'm gonna go if you are in New York City. Otherwise, uh, buy Joanna's new book. Uh, it's the link she sent. Uh, thanks again, Joanna, for leading a fantastic workshop. And uh, next time, Joanna teaches for us. It's not this fall, but uh, yeah, probably in the spring. I'll do something or next spring or next summer. Yeah, uh, definitely good. summer when I have more, like, I definitely can teach in the summer. It's like I get wrapped up in my, you know, day job. Yeah. No, that's understandable. Okay. Again, to vote for Poem of the Month, 718-374-1953. Uh, thanks to Joe and Tarika uh, and Emily. I think she was here for a minute. Uh, my uh, loyal and hardworking staff members for helping out tonight. Uh, you can sign up for the <laughs> September YAP now we had some uh there was an emergency in the middle of the event and then she's emily oh she's still here she, she joined the zoom just to tell me to check my text messages because uh i hadn't linked the event right to zoom but now it's all taken care of so if you want to sign up for the september open mic you can do that now thanks again for listening we've really got to end now because this podcast episode has gotten very long and i need to eat dinner all right thanks everyone be well we'll see you in september Bye. All right, there you have it. The Brooklyn Poets Yop open mic for August 9th, 2021. Thanks to our brilliant professor, Joanna Furman for leading a terrific workshop and kicking off the open mic with some hilarious new poems from her new book, To a New Era. Joanna taught a single session workshop for Brooklyn Poets this summer called Consciousness Spelunking. The single session workshop is kind of her specialty. She's done that a few times for Brooklyn Poets. If you are interested in our workshops, we've just opened early registration for our fall workshops, which you can find out more about at brooklynpoets.org. Early registration runs through September 12th. You can get $15 off through that date if you're not a member. If you are a member, you can take $25 off at any time. If you need financial aid, you can apply for a fellowship to take a workshop for free or at reduced cost. The deadline for that is Sunday, August 29th. So if you're listening to this on August 24th, when we publish it, you have five days to apply for a fellowship. Congrats to Tawanda Mulalu, one of our mentorship program students this year, uh, studying with Jay Bande for winning our August Yacht Poem of the Month for his uh, really incredible poem, Elegy. Tawanda has earned a spot in our Poem of the Year Smackdown coming your way on December 13th at our awards gala. He's also earned a Brooklyn Poets tote bag and uh, much fame. Uh, there's something else he wins that I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, free admission to a future yacht, but he already gets free admission because he's a mentorship program student. Anyway, uh, another announcement. Uh, we just launched 
uh, registration for our next craft lab with Jay Despande, the leader of our mentorship program. That is coming up on October 19th. Early registration runs through, oh, sorry, September 19th. Early registration for that, like our workshops, runs through September 12th. And that craft lab will focus on the relationship between the speaking eye of your poems and the so-called real-life self that you supposedly inhabit in the quote-unquote real world. So check that out, brooklynpoets.org. Uh, our next yop comes your way on Monday, September 13th via Zoom once again, led by one of our new teachers this fall, Don Lunsinger, who just moved to Greenpoint uh, and is excited to be uh, able to host a workshop actually this fall, later this fall, uh, unless something changes, we'll see with the COVID situation, but she's uh, teaching two workshops this fall, one on Zoom and the later one, uh, hopefully in her new apartment in Greenpoint. Okay, that is all. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us five stars. It helps more listeners find these posts. And uh, we will see you in September. Thanks again for listening.